I believe the uh, Bengals kicked off not too long ago. And I know in our parish there are uh, several Steelers fans. I didn't know there were that many of you. <laughs> but I've also noticed there's a lot of, uh, there are a few Bengals jerseys and sweatshirts out there. So I think it's safe to say we have two types of people here tonight. We have Steelers fans, and then we have the real fanatical Bengals fans who are here and they realize that the best thing they can do for the Bengals at this point is to go to Mass and unite themselves with Jesus Christ and pray for their team. So equally, both Steelers and Bengals fans, you're both very welcome this evening. Today, we're celebrating, actually this evening, celebrating the Feast of the Epiphany. And I think when I say that, the Feast of the Epiphany, the first thing we think of are the three wise men. We think of the three wise men, the three kings, the three magi, right? And that's the first thing that comes to our mind. But probably what many of you don't realize is that the Epiphany was a feast that encompassed four different events. And it was only throughout the centuries that little by little these four different events found their own feast day. And the word epiphany comes from Greek and it means revelation or to reveal. And it was that feast in the early Christian community, it was that feast that marked that, how should I say, that fact that God chose to reveal himself to us. And what were those different things, those events that the Feast of the Epiphany encompassed? Well, originally, the Feast of the Epiphany included Christmas, that revelation of God made man, God who becomes man to save us from our sins, God who chooses to reveal himself in that way. The second thing, the feast, the event that this Feast of Epiphany celebrated was what we celebrate this evening and tomorrow, the visit of the Magi, right? It's God who not only reveals himself to the people of Israel, the chosen people of God, but also God who reveals himself to all of humanity, right? The three wise men, they weren't Jews, they weren't of the Jewish race. Right? They were called Gentiles. And God as well calls the Gentiles, calls all of humanity, and wants to reveal himself to all of humanity. And the third event that was celebrated within the Feast of Epiphany was the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's that moment when Jesus is about to begin his public ministry. He comes before John the Baptist, and John and those there hear the voice of the Father that says, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That revelation of Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And it should be of no surprise that next Sunday, we will celebrate the baptism of the Lord. Right? These feasts have been slowly shifted, right? We've celebrated Christmas on the 25th of December. We've celebrated today the three magi, or the three kings. Then the baptism of the Lord got pushed back until next Sunday. And the fourth event that was celebrated was 
Jesus, during the wedding feast of Cana, performs his first miracle. For the first time, at the request of his blessed mother, for the first time, Jesus performs a miracle and reveals himself to his disciples there at that feast. Right? Mary and those closest to Jesus realize what Jesus has done. And Jesus, his divinity then, is revealed as well to his disciples. And it should come as no surprise that the Sunday after the baptism of the Lord, the Sunday after this coming Sunday, we will read in the Gospel about the wedding feast of Cana. So just a little bit of background so we understand why does the church pull these different Gospel stories and why do we read about them on the days that we do? And those of you who are able to follow as well the weekday readings, even though you can't make it to Mass, I highly recommend it. It's beautiful to see how the week is leading up to the feast that we celebrate on the Sunday. Just a, a couple of reflections on properly the three kings and their visit to Jesus Christ. Right? What are some things that we can learn from the wise men, from today's Gospel passage? I think the first thing, and it may come as a surprise to us, is that God can call us and speak to us in our profession. I don't know if you reflected on that before, but if you read the Gospel, every time Jesus or God calls out to somebody, he calls them in their profession. Right? He goes down to the lake, and he meets the fishermen by the lake, and he calls them to himself. He goes into the tax collector's booth, and he sees Levi, Matthew, and he calls him. The three wise men right, were studying the stars, right? and God, through their study of the stars, calls them. The shepherds were out in the fields shepherding their sheep, doing what they were supposed to do, living out their profession, and God, through their profession, goes out and reaches them and calls them. My dear brothers and sisters, God can speak to us through our daily life, right? through our profession, through our vocation. Right? If I'm called to be a doctor, then God, through my vocation to be a doctor, can reach out and speak to me and call me to come close to himself. Right? Whatever profession I'm doing, if I'm married, if I'm a mother, if I'm a father, anything, right? through living out my vocation, God can call me, God can speak to me. Now the important thing is to go and meet Jesus Christ, to set out on that journey. Because many of us, I think at one point in our lives, we've probably felt that need or that urge to get closer to God in some way. If we really stop and reflect, I'm sure it's happened to us in some shape or form where we kind of go, you know what, I need God to be more present in my life. But then what happens? 
we can kind of stay with that feeling or that inspiration that we've received, and yet we don't do anything about it many times. We don't set out on the journey right, like the wise men. We have to take that first step. Concretely take that first real step like the wise men who packed up their bags, got everything that they had that they needed for the journey, left their comforts behind. They were wealthy men. They gave Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They were precious uh, riches of the East. And they set out through the desert to find Jesus Christ. They left their comfort zone and started out on a journey to meet Jesus Christ. And I have to ask myself, when's the last time I took one step outside of my daily routine, out of my comfort zone, in order to draw closer to Jesus Christ? That's the crude reality. Crude reality is many of us don't. Not because we're bad people, but because we're not willing to make that one step. We're afraid. We get distracted. We get caught up with our day-to-day -day lives, and we forget that I just need to take that one step towards Jesus Christ. I need to do something different. Whether it's the way I treat people, whether it's the way I come to Mass, whether it's the way I pray when I get up in the morning, whether it's the way I pray before I go to bed, something where I'm setting out and I'm leaving behind my routine, my comfort zone, to set out to meet him. And lastly, and I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, I think it's a beautiful thing, and, and if I'm not mistaken, St. Augustine makes this reflection on this part of the Gospel when it says that after they had given homage to Jesus Christ, the three wise men departed for their country by another way. And St. Augustine offers a beautiful reflection. He says, those who truly encounter Jesus Christ never leave that encounter the same. Every encounter with Jesus Christ, we should walk away different. We should never go home the same way that we came. That is, every time I go to Mass, for example, and I encounter Jesus Christ here, I should never go home the same way. Right, and hopefully not due to traffic, right, where the, you know, the light there on, on uh, Columbia and Montgomery is just so incredibly long that we, like, we take it right, we go all the way down to Fields or come back on Montgomery and then head all the way up because we're like, forget that, that's just impossible. No, not only in that sense, but after every time that I encounter Jesus Christ, I should be able to say that I'm different. I'm a different person. I go home by a different way. I live my life in a different way. 